0: All right, welcome to Showing You Go. It's your boy, Roscoe Squeeze-Off, with...
1: Rich Blackman.
0: Today we got a special guest, so I'm going to let Rich take it over. Let's go.
1: All right, all right, party people. So up. This guest that we have today, I, I know personally, I had made up this whole big, long introduction that I was going to do on the show. And I said, you know what? I'm changing, I'm just going to flow. I'm gonna freestyle it because that's how we do when we have a conversation with each other. So I'm just going to say, I'm glad to have this lady here with us today. And she is, Excellent, excellent, excellent to talk to when I go to her, when I see her, and we're just talking and we're vibing. And and I don't know what it is, but everything out of her mouth just makes sense. (laughs) You know, she is like an expert in every field, you know, I mean, she's just wonderful. But, you know, she knows so many different things, man. She's passionate about so many different things. And I just enjoy, absolutely enjoy talking to her on a daily basis. So I want to welcome Miss Terrell to the show.
2: thank you guys for having me I do appreciate
1: it I do I do I do not a problem so you and I were talking the other day well we talk often but you and I were talking the other day and you know you you have a lot of passions about a lot of different things but there's one particular thing that you you really said you really truly have a passion talking to you uh about it you know it even open my eyes on certain things, and and, and I'm not even going to lie. Like I walked away from the conversation, like reevaluating my life. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I was sitting back thinking, like, man, man, do I do I need to straighten some things out? Am I feeling some things? But you know, but just talking to you just does that, and 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 I really appreciate you. And what we're talking, what we're going to talk about today, guys, is mental health. Ooh. It's a big thing. Yes, yes. So, listen, listen. I tell you, we've had a rough uh, couple of years, you know, with everything going on, and 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 mental health has played a big part in everything that's going on with 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 the COVID situation and just different things, uh, uh, the, the political scene. So it's it's been real, real trying. So. um I'm going to hand it over to you, a little, you know, and just tell us a little bit about, you know, why you're so passionate about the subject of mental health.
2: Um, I'm extremely passionate about mental health because it's a part of our day to day. And for my own personal reasons, I am bipolar one, and I'm also a four time suicide survivor. Um, so that that's really what started it for me of being open and talking about it because i'm like i know i can't be the only one that has these feelings has these thoughts growing through these things um and sometimes people need to see that hey i'm not alone you know i'm a woman i'm a black woman and i'm also a part of the lgbtq plus community i mean i am the l meaning the lesbian in that community so it's like yeah i I wanted to start a platform and just talking about mental health and how it affects our day-to-day professionally personally relationships you name it our mental health is affected by everything that goes around us Um, but we're not having the honest conversations about what mental health is and it's different for everybody Um, You have PTSD, you have anxiety, you have depression, you have OCD, um, bipolar 1, bipolar 2. It's so many different spectrums of mental health. And I just like being open and having... Open, honest conversations about it and also creating safe spaces for people to come to me to talk about mental health because it's not talked about. You know, it's not talked about amongst your family, it's not talked about amongst your friends because it, it stems from shame, guilt, being judged. And because I used to be shamed, felt guilty, and judged about saying, hey, I am bipolar 1 and I suffer from seasonal depression. Um, I wanted to create a space for people that felt like me. So I talk about it everywhere I go, within my relationships. I talk about it at work. I talk about it, you know, within my friendships because safe spaces are needed for us, especially within the Black community, to be able to talk openly about it. Mm. So it just stems from my own personal you know, experiences with it. Um, yeah, that's where it stems from. And once I get talking about it, it just opened up other doors. Um, and I'm very passionate about it. I wear mental health quotes on my T-shirts and sweatshirts at work. And that has allowed so many random people at my job just to come up to me and just to start a conversation. I have a shirt that says, be right back i'm on my way to therapy um i have a shirt that says mental health matters don't ignore your mental health so i'm truly about that life but i also know we need a space you know to talk about it um i do understand that those don't believe in therapy i am a therapy advocate i have been going to therapy for the last six years um, but i do know that people don't believe in therapy um, sometimes
0: you really just need a person just to vent to, and I am that person. Oh, mm-hmm. well, Sherelle, that's, that, that's absolutely wonderful. I got a question for you. Now, I'm a sure. therapy person. Three okay. years in now, I yes. love it now, and I yes. di- I didn't even believe in it at first. But okay. is it? I don't even know if it exists. You know how for your physical health we do checkups or yearly checkups. Mm-hmm. Is there a checkup for mental health cuz the problem is you don't like I did, I had no idea I had any issue whatsoever uh-huh. until life changes caused me to go to therapy and then I found out I had different issues right is should the, should we be doing some type of like mental health checkup the same way we do physical health checkups
2: I believe we should. Um, therapy doesn't need to be as deep. Sometimes you really just need to go to somebody and "Some hey, I'm feeling like this. Or when you have a lot going on, whether it be family, friends, businesses, jobs, there's so many moving parts regarding life that we aren't taught to handle growing up. You're really just thrown into things from time to time. So it's nothing wrong with going to somebody and say, I just, I just need a mental check to make sure that I'm on the right path. Um, There's nothing wrong with that. Just because I'm six years in now, I don't go to my therapist as much as I did at the beginning when I needed it for different reasons, whether it be healing or like I said, I'm a four time suicide survivor. So that's a whole nother level of therapy that I had to go through. But now it really is just to check to make sure that I'm good day to day, to make sure that the tools that I have and the tools that my therapist gave me, I'm actually implementing them in my day to day life. But I do know that therapy therapy is not for everybody. A lot of people doesn't believe in that. Um, and I, when I, I realized that, which is why I create spaces for people just to be able to vent. Sometimes you can't truly vent to your family and friends the way you can vent to a stranger, you know? People are more open with strangers to tell strangers their deepest, dark, darkest thoughts versus a husband, a wife, um, their children, whoever. Sometimes strangers bring out that that openness, that rawness, that vulnerability.
0: Well, one one other quick question for y'all: I don't mean to jump questions on you, Rich. But uh, what happens? I, I, this is what I've noticed when I tell people I go to therapy, mm-hmm. and it's not from everybody, but and sometimes, in, especially like in the black culture, sometimes. They equate going to a therapist as almost almost like a form of weakness. Right. Have you ever gotten that before?
2: I have gotten that. I get that now a lot. Like, oh, my God, you go to therapy. That means you can't handle anything. Yo, I need exactly. therapy. Like, I need therapy. You know, Um. I know within a black culture, everything is go to church, pray to God, and keep it moving. Right. I have a, I have a mm-hmm. shirt that says I pray and go to therapy. Both needs to right. coexist in my life. Yeah, I need right. both. You know, and there's nothing wrong with going to therapy. There's nothing wrong with getting that extra help. You know, and I'm a, and I'm an advocate for that. You know, I, I'm a living, walking advocate that, yo, therapy is okay. You're really just sitting down, just chatting with somebody. That's all you're really doing. You know, therapy does challenge you. Um, when you do the work, the work will get easier over time with therapy. You know, when I started it six years ago, I didn't want to do the work. I wasted my therapist's time for a good year and a half, if I'm being honest. You know, and it wasn't until she was like, yo, throughout, like, why are you here? You know, you say you want help, but you're not even willing just to do the bare minimum that I'm asking you to do. This was six years ago. Six years later, it's just, we have a totally different relationship. You know, but within the Black community, it's just, it's not something that has always been talked about, you know, within mental health is just we never talked about it. It was a hush hush or when it came to like, for example, anxiety back in the day, it was like, oh, your nerves are just bad. You'll get over it. No, you're feeling anxious. Like, that's what that is. You're feeling anxious because of everything that's around you or people have panic attacks. Same thing. You're feeling anxious. Um, But then we didn't have the tools or the education to really put a name with something, you know, it was nerves. Now it's anxiety or panic attacks, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just a lot of unlearning that we as people need to do and people being advocates and speaking out about it and what that looks like, you know, which is why I do. I try my best to be as honest and votable as I can when it comes to it.
1: And, you know, and it's crazy because when you sit there and you say, in the black community, it 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 really does need to 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 be addressed. Because I remember growing up, and you know, you may have a cousin or something that can't sit still, he all over mm-hmm. the place, and you know, you, you got that. Just you sit your ass down, you know, and you know, you know, it's like something wrong with the kid. Ain't nothing wrong with him. You know, ain't nothing right. wrong with him. He just needs to sit down, you know? And it's just like sitting up there growing up like that. It's like you, you're almost taught to ignore. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Not almost. But you are taught
2: to. You are taught to yeah. ignore your feelings and emotions as a young child. And then you grow up not knowing how to deal with feelings and emotions. You're lashing out. You're angry. There's so many things. So as you get older, you, are, you have to unlearn a lot of things. You know, and it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. It really doesn't. But it is possible to do.
1: It is. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. But you know, I I really touched back a little bit about the whole therapy thing. I've actually gone to therapy a few times. Not as often as I should. Actually, I I need to start going back. But, you know, I remember when I was going to therapy, you know, it definitely made me feel a lot better just to get these things off my chest. You know, Um, I believe I myself, you know, suffer from anxiety with a lot of things and I I never really noticed it until uh, uh, now. You know, as I've gotten older and it's almost kind of like, oh, my goodness, I got to do this, 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 this. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And then it's like you automatically almost go into a panic attack. Right. and Still not realizing, you know, what it what it was. You know? Right. So it, it's just you, you really we do need places where we can identify, you know, where we can go to identify with these issues. And then people help us out with that. And, and we need to go to the doctor uh, more as
2: well. Absolutely, you
1: know, uh, to, 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 to help with being diagnosed with these things you know
2: absolutely Ab- absolutely we do and we need to be able to have these conversations with our loved ones when we're not feeling okay when we are feeling off and I know that takes a level of just vulnerability and trust and that's hard for us as well you know I can be honest with you but, in the back of my mind, we do have this fear like, okay, if I tell you what I'm going through, are you going to support me? Are you going to judge me at one point in time are you, you gonna throw this back in my face? So it's a lot that encompasses with going to therapy or talking about therapy or talking about mental health because it's a very it's a, I don't want to call it a sensitive topic, but you're You're showing somebody, hey, I'm not okay in this moment. You know, you're being your most authentic and vulnerable self. And I understand that people play on that sometimes. I understand that people take advantage of that and throw that in your face, you know? Which in turn causes us just to not tell anybody anything that we're going through. So I definitely understand there's a balance within that. You know, and it's hard to find just good people in your life that you can just trust and be your most authentic self. You know, which is why, you know, I do what I do, you know, which is why I'm like, yo, I really do create spaces for people just to be themselves and to, you know, just to talk because a lot of times we all really just want to be talked to. We all want to be seen and we all want to be understood and we all want to be unconditionally loved. You know, and I'm... Yeah. Well,
0: Sarah, I got another question for you that uh, I noticed, and this is not just the black, this is all communities. Uh-huh. All right. There's two parts to the therapy and the mental treatment. So you have the psychology side and then you have the psychiatrist side. The psychology right. side deals with the, just the mental and the inside intellect, the talking to you. And then the psych- psychiatrist side actually deals with possible medication treatments. That's-
2: So what is your
0: thoughts on the medication treatments to mental health issues?
2: I say do what's best for you. For me personally, I have to take medication for my bipolar. I've seen myself off medication and I've seen myself on medication. And it's a totally, it's, it's different. I'm a totally different person than I was six years ago when I was first diagnosed. I understand the stigma around, damn, I really got to take some shit for the rest of my life to make sure that I'm good. It took me a very long time just to accept the fact that I have to take something every single day, just so that I'm okay and that those around me are okay. You know, But you have to make that okay for yourself. And that alone is work, that, that alone is work. You have to constantly remind yourself, there's nothing wrong with me because I take something every day. You know, there's some days where I look in the mirror like, "Damn, you really, you, you." <laughs> this is tough. It's it's hard. You know, but I say, do what's best for you. It's not always about medication. I know people that need medication, but instead go the holistic route of things. You know, um, medical marijuana, that's a a whole other, you know, topic of discussion when it comes to mental health or taking something or not taking something. So there's more than other, it's other options than just physically taking medication. There's so many other options out there.
0: Well, I know my psychologist has worked with me on on diet changes to help the Mm -hmm. mental state as well.
2: Absolutely. Diet change is very important, um, which encompasses going to the doctor, getting checkups, you know, maintaining your blood sugar level. It's a lot that encompasses mental health. You know, it's the physical part. It's the emotional part. It's a lot of moving parts that we need to just have more conversations about, you know, and diet change is also one of them. Drinking more water, exercising, um, eliminating stress saying no, not overexerting ourselves, not going, 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 giving, giving, giving. And by the time you get to yourself, you're drained. You don't have nothing left for yourself. You know, we are taught to always say yes and put ourselves last. No, put yourself first. When you are your best self, you can be your best self for everything else. When you're your best self, then everything else around you flows. You know, so.
1: You know, I, I have a question, you know. With uh, COVID, when COVID hit, you know, I uh-huh. think that's really kind of, you know, everything just went crazy. But there was uh, not a whole lot of attention pointed at mental health issues and people that right. had mental health issues, you know. And, right. Uh, but you would hear little pockets of things you know we were all locked down and and, Mm -hmm. and some of us were in the house by ourselves and Mm -hmm. you know so we had the whole thing and you we one thing they didn't touch on is we had a lot of suicides absolutely uh, covid when it was real heavy
2: absolutely and And i can understand why i definitely couldn't understand why whether you was locked down by yourself and like You know the anxiety feeling especially if you're used to being around people because we're human we need that human connection from time to time not all the time but we do need that and with covid we were secluded you know we were forced to be secluded um secluded and also lost your job lost your income you know so not being able to provide for yourself just you alone that was a lie and then you had suicide that happened with within amongst families you know let's say you're the let's say you're the sole provider of your home you know COVID hit now you're now you're forced to stay at home you lost your job you have your wife or your husband and your kids all at home it's a lot of pressure you know day to day is a lot of pressure participating in life is a lot of pressure sometimes so I can understand when COVID hit yeah mental health hit too you you didn't have access to let's say you was going to therapy now things have changed you didn't have access to your therapist you know they were trying to figure out the whole virtual thing you know let's say you're not computer literate you know so it was just a lot of moving parts that you wouldn't think that you would have to figure out
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I, I got a question that I I have no idea of the answer to it now I know with physical when you have physical issues and you don't have the funding, um, you don't have the money, you don't have insurance, you may have, uh, I guess they call it Obamacare, whatever you have, they still cover your care. You know, maybe not the best care, but they'll make sure you don't. They try to keep you from dying at least. Right. And I, don't, I I know you do a lot of working with the public and all that kind of stuff with this. What happens if you don't have insurance? Or you maybe you have a okay, will that cover your mental health treatments?
2: They should cover your mental health treatments. Um, I know sometimes doing a legwork when it comes to like let's say you have Medicaid or things like that. They should cover your mental health treatments. It's just a it's a it's a lot more red tape though. Um, you can only go to certain therapists or certain doctors. You know, um, just like anything with with you know customer service, it's just a lot to go through. Um, but there are services out there that do provide, you know, mental health for those that are low-income families, low-income jobs, things like that. There are things out there, but unfortunately, you have to go through a little bit more to get the, you know, necessi- necess- necessities that you need, unfortunately, when you don't have, quote unquote, good insurance or no insurance at all. Right. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we definitely have to get better with that, man.
2: Absolutely. And, and, and
1: something has to be done. Because, you know, it. I, I really had no idea of how big of an issue this was. Yeah. You know? And it's fairly here recently, you know? And you, we've just kind of been trained just to say, ah, well, you know, you see people on the street talking to themselves and yeah, right. well, stay away from them, you know, the crazy or whatever. But, you know, even in your family, you know, knowing... That you know, people in your family have issues, and you just kind of ah, well, you know, that's just how they are.
0: Well, such you and know? such ain't right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. absolutely
1: you know, right. <laughs> you, you, you know, he's a little touched. You know, right. <laughs> and, you know, but we, we we definitely have to get better with that, and, and, it, and it starts with education. I and
2: really absolutely. That. And, absolutely,
0: you know, it always and- starts with education. And then, Sherelle, here's another thing. I, I think maybe we should start earlier. What are your thoughts on that? Because I know some of the issues that I have. If they would've, I, I was a very hyper kid, like extremely mm-hmm. hyper, got in all types of trouble, got put out almost every school I ever went to until in high school, you know what I mean? I always just got kept getting put out. And they wanted to put me on, you know, like Riddling and stuff when I was a kid. Riddling,
2: right.
0: My, of course my parents, I don't know if you, you don't know this, but my parents are Island parents. So okay. they didn't believe in this at all. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? They didn't, they didn't believe in this stuff at all. I just, they just thought I was a hard headed kid and now with therapy i've realized these are things that could have been addressed when i was a child that wouldn't have caused me so many issues you know growing up and i just wonder, is it a way to get are they doing mental health checks checks on children now should we be getting this to getting kids younger into mental health you know awareness and things of that nature
2: in my personal opinion yes um being a substance, substance substance abuse counselor when I lived in Boston, um, yes, mental health should have been in schools. It should be talked about at home. Um, the hard part of that is parents. You know, as parents, you do the best that you can. I don't have any children. I don't know. I don't have any experience when it comes to being a parent. And I know when you bring up mental health, when it comes to their kids or people's kids, it's a touchy subject you know, because parents need mental health, you know, it's a cycle right. of things, you know, so that's really where it starts. It starts with parents unlearning, you know, learning a lot of things because the things that they know is either through experience or, or things that they were taught from their parents and from their parents. So it's a generational of things. Um, but we can start now with our own kids right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with just saying, you know what, you know, my kids, example my kids live in baltimore city there is a lot of crime and a lot of trauma within baltimore city these kids see a lot of things that they shouldn't you know um, these kids go grow through a lot of things that they shouldn't have to grow through you know not just with crime but just living in low um, income and low income neighborhoods and not the best schooling so it's a lot that these kids are growing through and it's nothing wrong with in my personal opinion just you know taking them to somebody and just to allow them just to talk to you know a lot of kids are not allowed to truly speak their minds in households you know that whole do as I say not as I do or we're not going to talk about that or everything's a secret I know we're getting off topic because that's a whole nother discussion um (laughs) but it, it is a part of it Um, but it's hard to try to not tell a parent, you know, hey, maybe you should let, you know, little Jonathan go talk to somebody without the parent feeling like they're doing something wrong. You know, it's that, it's that balance of things, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but I do believe kids should be able to, you know, go go talk to somebody or a guidance counselor at school or, you know, a family friend or, or somebody that is willing to navigate that consistently with these kids
1: mm-hmm, because you don't wind up those kids are up growing up to be adults absolutely and talk to anyone and
2: absolutely
1: then you, you have these uh postal shootings and all of that stuff Absol-
2: absolutely
1: you know um
2: absolutely
1: it's crazy because i i never like the other day i was thinking about this and that just hit me and i said you know what I sat back and I thought, I said, you know, I think I go through a lot of the things that I go through too because of my parents. You know, I lost Mm -hmm. my father when he was 45, he was young and I'm 46 now,
2: you know, Mm. so it's
1: like, wow, I just, you know, like this was my dad's age when he passed, you know, so many things that he's missed in life and hasn't done, you know what I mean? it it hasn't had the opportunity to do. And I was like, man, I was young when that happened. You know, Stu was only 45. and Then I lost my mother when she was 56. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm like, wow, you know, that really affected me. And I did not understand how much it affected me until now, because like, you know, my grandparents gone and my parents gone, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just me. So it's almost kind of like that, that, Those conversations that you want to have with your parents or that you want to have with your grandparents and you're not able to, even as a grown person, to feel comfortable or to maybe sway you into making the right decisions, when you don't have that, when you don't have those people, it's like, man, who you talk to? So it almost kind of puts you in a state. A little bit sometimes of maybe some kind of depression, like damn, absolutely, nobody to talk to, you know.
2: That's exactly what it is because I go through that. You know, I am parentless at the age of 41. You know, and I'm like, yo, I'm just now figuring in, I'm just now figuring things out. Like, where are my parents at? They both passed. Mm-hmm. You know, and you you can definitely go down a really dark hole. You know when you really sit back and think about like yo I really don't have anybody no like parental guidance because we all need parental guidance no matter your age we all still want that validation from our parents no matter what our age is and when you sit and you, and you really think about it, it's like oh both of my parents are gone You know, I I had a whole breakdown at the beginning of the week, whole breakdown. Crying, you know, at the beginning of this week. You know, it's the holiday season, seasonal depression. I suffer from that. You know, the time changes, you know, and all that mixed together, it's like, yeah. And, And it's a lot, and grief is ongoing. Grief needs to be talked about too. When somebody passes, when you lose someone, we're told to be strong, move on. They wouldn't want you to be sad. Ongoing, It's ongoing healing, which is why I go back to therapy has definitely helped. You know, I'm just now realizing I need to go to grief therapy. I have not really, truly dealt with the fact that I lost my mom in 2013 and my dad in 2015. And then I tried to kill myself the last time in 2016. I have not dealt with the loss of my parents. So I need to go to grief counseling, which is another layer of therapy that I'm now going to have to figure out and get accustomed to. So it's ongoing. It is ongoing, you know, but it, it gets easier over time. My saying is the hard becomes less hard when you continue to do it consistently. That is my saying. I like that. You know, that.
1: so. And you always drop those jewels, man. That's the <laughs> conversation that I, man, your, your taglines be off the hook, man. I'm, I'm telling you. But you know what? I agree totally. And, you know, we we, we, we definitely need to, to check up on our, our family members, ourselves. Absolutely. You know, and, and definitely, you know, if if we see something, you know, just try to be there to help people through it.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Support is everything. You know, when when you see somebody going through something, if you can, you know, ask them how they're doing and actually stick around for them to answer. So many times mm-hmm. we ask people how we're doing and bypassing, hey, how are you, how you doing and keeping it moving? You know, when I ask you how you're doing, I'm sticking around to, you know, and I want the truth. If you're not doing good, tell me you're not doing good. If you're doing okay, tell me that you're doing okay. You know, life can be hard, you know, participating in life every single day. It's hard sometimes, you know, when you have multiple responsibilities. It just it is, you know, and we don't talk about that enough. You know, I don't like calling people strong. You know that's the that's a trigger word for for people you know it's like no like i want people to be able to put their mask down you know with me and i know that i need to be vulnerable with my own self so that i can create vulnerability around me if that makes sense you know which is why i which is why i am so open about mental health you know i have learned that that is my passion that is my that is my lane and i stick to it you know but i also know when it comes to me being honest and open about my own mental health i'm also opening the doors of being shamed judged um you name it you know but i have learned to be okay with that you know um and i have to be okay with that if i'm gonna put myself out there i have to be able to take back whatever comes and nine times out of ten it's always positive positive. and nine times out of ten it really is just people wanting more information um, I don't know everything. I am not a licensed psychiatrist or a psychologist or anything like that. It really is just me navigating through this life and figuring out, hey, there has to be a better way to do something. You know, I keep doing the same things over and over again, but my life isn't getting any better. I was just honest enough, honest enough to say, I need some help. <laughs> you know, like I'm yeah. truly drowning. Like I am drowning. I'm drowning. I need some help. And once I started truly getting the help, it was just like, I know I'm not the only person in the world that needs this help. So let me start just conversating about it, just randomly conversating about things. You know, it has opened so many doors and I've met so many people, you know, um, and I know mental health, it's not, it's, it's, it's taboo, you know, it's it's like, I really don't want to talk about it, but I need to talk about it, but I don't know who to talk about it with. That's me. You can talk about it with me. I'm like your homegirl that you can just you can just vent to it and talk about things, too. You know, a lot of people can't afford therapy because therapy is expensive. I tell my therapist all my time, th- all the time. And my psychiatrist, Luka, you're part of my budget because it is expensive. Even with insurance, it is expensive, you know, but and I know that not everybody has the funds to do that. You know, but I do think that everybody at least needs somebody that they can talk to. Because when you hold all that in, you explode in different ways. You know, either you shut down or either you are lashing out or you're cussing people out or you're quitting jobs or you're becoming violent. You know, so which is why I think people like me who do just create these avenues and safe spaces for people are important. I'm not trying to diagnose people. I'm not trying to say you need to do this or you need to do that. It's just really just me creating space just for people just to talk to. That's it. That's all it is. That's where it starts.
1: And and, and that's needed, man. And I, and and if nobody else has have, have said it to you, I want to thank you for being that person. Oh,
2: thank you. We have conversations all the time. That's where it starts. Just conversations, you know. Just it's crazy because I'm a I'm really an introvert. I really, really am an introvert. But when it comes to things that I love and that I'm passionate about, that's when I become just my best self, you know? Um, I think that is what my purpose is. I've I've learned that now. I never knew what my purpose was, but, you know, I've tried to kill myself four times and it's like, and and like really tried to kill myself from pills, jumping in front of cars. Like, yo, I really did not want to be here. And God or the universe or whoever it is that you believed in, it was also awesome. nah like no, that ain't that ain't it that, that that's ain't not it, it. that that ain't it for me, you know, and I truly just believe that you know mental health is a passion of mine and talking about healthy love. that's a whole nother subject too, you know, um it's also a passion of mine, you know so.
1: That's why I said we we definitely this is not going to be the last show. We definitely going to have you because, like I said in the <laughs> beginning, you are just knowledgeable on so many different topics. It's unreal. Hey, Ross, yeah.
0: you got anything? No, I just totally agree with you, I, I'm I'm a therapy person. Like I said, I've been going for the last yeah. three years. It's completely changed my life. Only thing I would Absolutely. add is is, is you can go for a multitude of reasons. I, you know, I went to help my relationships, whether with okay. my lady. With my children, and it has more than helped. It's helped my relationships with my family, right. all around. And I've got—I'm kind of like you, but on a much, much smaller scale. I tell, as Richard tell you, I tell everybody about therapy.
2: Mm-hmm. And um,
0: <laughs> I, I, and, I, and, I, and I and I'm far from—I'm the opposite of an introvert. Okay. <laughs> you know, I, I talk to everybody that I see, and you know, I use a salesperson for 20 years. So I, I talk to everybody. Gotcha. And the number one thing I say is this you ever read a book or read a passage and you're not understanding it you're reading it in your head and then you read it out loud and then you kind of understand it now and that's what therapy is for me
2: just taking the
0: thoughts out of my head talking to another person about it sometimes i'll even say to my own self like dang i was dumb right there or Mm -hmm. that was you know i didn't even see that i was thinking that until i said it out loud right and i just would love for everybody to have that I, i think you're on the right path getting people to get therapy because uh it's like going to the doctor when you go to the doctor sometimes Absolutely. you don't know something's wrong until they do a checkup and kind of the same thing with mental health i have diagnosis i didn't even know i had right mental health is is you can address them once you know you have them
2: absolutely life,
0: you know?
2: <laughs> and life becomes a little bit a little less stressful when you do address them they really exactly. really do it becomes a little less stressful when you do the work things become a little less stressful but on the flip side too when you do the work you're more accountable for self like right. with therapy I can say now six years and I can't even be on some toxic shit no more I'm so self aware now it's like surround, yeah you tripping even I when agree. i tried to be even when i try to like blame others like it don't even work no more for me it's like nah, nah no it's you figure it out you got this you know so but that's that's just ongoing that's consistent therapy i wasn't always like that you know, know. but
1: that's great well i gotta absolutely say thank you again for coming on to the show it has been an absolute pleasure
2: Oh, thank you for having me. Thank yes, you, thank is. you, thank you for having me. Um, I would love to come back on. Um, I call myself a little unicorn. I am a woman. I am black, and I'm also an openly lesbian woman. So that's a whole another topic too. You know, yes. I'm trying to navigate that, which encompasses mental health too. You know, so I'm a little bit. I'm relatable in a lot of ways. You know, so yes.
1: Yeah, so this definitely sounds like a part two to this
0: interview, Roscoe. <laughs> oh, definitely, without question. No, <laughs> thank, thank you so much, bro. You've been absolutely wonderful. Thank you for coming. Thank,
2: thank you, me. guys. And,
0: and like Rich said, this will be ongoing. Yes, absolutely,
2: absolutely. All
1: right, well, so Roscoe, I'm
2: sorry.
0: Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Show and the Go podcast. We once again thank you and shouts out to You've been more than wonderful. Uh, this is a show on the go with your boy Rich, uh, Rich Blackman, Roscoe Squeeze Off, Sherelle. Thank you very much for listening, Rich. Yeah. Any lady, final thoughts?
1: Peace. Subscribe. Listen. Look out. <laughs> New content coming soon. It's going to be crazy. Tell a friend. Tell a foe. All that. <laughs> but, but thank you for tuning in. We appreciate you guys and peace next time. So, Sorrel. Thank yes. you so much. Absolutely great.
2: No problem.